welcome to 2022, or as some people are calling it, year three of 15 days to flatten the curve. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Every time it seems like we're getting back to normal, air quote, air quote, a new variant emerges. It's always more dangerous than the last one. It's always more infectious and more disastrous, and it's going to overwhelm everything that we've done so far. What do we need to do about it? Well, the same thing that we've been doing about it. Mask up, social distance, get your shot, and get your boosters. None of it ever seems to work, though. Then we keep recycling the whole thing again. As Napoleon once said, keep reinforcing insanity. State of emergency that we are under here has been going on for 674 days as of today. This is the day I sit down and record this, January 3rd, 2022. The state of emergency in Washington State has existed for 674 days. What emergency? I keep asking that question. I've been asking that question for 673 days. What emergency is it that that necessitates this? The Seattle Seahawks football team sold out their game yesterday. There are thousands of pictures online, you can go look them up yourself, of people at the football game not wearing masks. Who knows if they've got shots, boosters, who knows? But we've been having football games for months now, and we're not getting this wave of death that we were promised by the president and others. Malls are open. Stores are open. Restaurants are open. And the stupidest thing in the world is the, is the wearing a mask into a restaurant. Why? I got to wear a mask in the restaurant. I got to go in the door. I got to wear a mask until I sit down. As soon as I sit down, I can take it off. Eat, talk, chatter, whatever. Then when I get up, I'm supposed to put it back on. I don't do that. When I get up to leave, I leave it off. And if somebody says something, I said, I'm leaving. I'll go ahead and leave. Thanks. It's it's like the gym. Remember when we... The whole thing started with the gym, and I had to had to wear my mask into the gym, all the way to the machine, the treadmill, get on the treadmill, take my mask off, work out, put my mask on, and leave. Restaurants are open. Stores are open. Malls are open. Football games are open. Basketball games are open. Everything is freaking open. Deaths are, well, I don't want to say they're non-existent, because I'm sure there are, but... My gut is that even the news media around here isn't reporting on it. I mean, we used to get the death count every day. Oh, 356 deaths, 259 deaths yesterday. We haven't had one of those reports in over a year. Deaths are down. Hospitalizations are down-ish. Who can tell? And who knows whether or not they're for COVID or not. So where is the rationale for an emergency that's been going on for 674 days? And by the way, it's going to continue going on because Governor Zero has absolutely no intention whatsoever of stopping the state of emergency. Why? Well, how many of you remember the book 1984? I know, it's it's cliche. I mean, it's where conservatives always go to 1984. 
But you know why? Because there is some valid social commentary in there. That's why. Think about this. There's a war going on in that book. 1984, there's a war going on between Oceania and Eurasia, or somebody else, maybe. Who knows? It's been going on so long that nobody even knows who we're fighting anymore. But there's a there's a a realization in there that the war is not meant to be won. The war is meant to be continuous. Why? Because if the war is continuous, then we can justify continuing to do certain things to control the population. The fact of the matter is, is the pandemic, I know these these idiots get on TV and they talk about, well, we got to end this pandemic. We got to get to the end of the pandemic. We got gotta, we got to, we got to keep going to get to the end of the pandemic. There's no end to the pandemic. You understand that? There's no end to the state of emergency. It's not meant to be stopped. The state of emergency, more precisely, is not meant to be stopped. Every time there's light at the end of the tunnel, there's another Greek letter. And more precisely than the pandemic is the emergency itself is not meant to be stopped. How do we know? Well, I think Rod and I have talked this to death over the last two years. What constitutes an emergency? 674 days the state of Washington has been in a declared state of emergency, and there's literally nothing anybody can do except for Governor Inslee. He's the only one that can end it. And yes, there are some flaws in our legislative system and our state constitution that have permitted that, but they're not going to be changed because the people in power don't want to change them. They don't want that. <laughs> they love this. This is fantastic. And just think about all the different things that once COVID is finally, you know, reduced enough to the point where people go, oh, I'm not buying that anymore. Once it actually gets to the point where people start openly ignoring the government's state of emergency controls on a COVID because it's so outrageously ridiculous. Then we just move on to the next one. What next one? Well, public, how about public health? We, we can always have a public health emergency, right? Over the past two years, we've actually seen this happen. We've seen places declare public health issues as states of emergencies. What, what public health issues was it? You might think, well, maybe it's an outbreak of polio or a, a wave of smallpox. No. Guns were declared a public health issue. Racism has been declared a public health issue. State of emergency. We need an emergency for this. These are emergencies. We got to have. What would a state of emergency for racism look like in the state of Washington? About systemic discrimination. Oh, you might be saying, well, Dave, that's the same thing as racism. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. There are elements of, quote unquote, systemic racism and systemic discrimination that fall outside the bounds of pure racism. And we have seen those calling for those to be declared states of public health emergencies. We've seen economic emergencies. Uh, what have we seen recently? Student loans. Oh, my God. This whole student loan thing is hysterical. I mean, it would be funny if it wasn't so sad, but the, w student loans. Do you know that if I took out, there's some lawyer running around the internet right now screaming about how she took out thousands, hundreds of thousands in student loans and she can't pay them back because the interest is 
she's paid more in interest than she has in the loan. And you can't convince her that that's, you know, how loans work. You can't, you can't convince her that if you buy a house, uh, you're going to pay a lot in interest. How about those credit cards that you're running up? She's convinced that this is an emergency, that, that we have to solve this public crisis, this public emergency of student loans. Not that long ago, we had Congress people declaring the child tax credit an emergency. What do I mean? Well, in case you have children, you may have noticed this over the last six months, you've gotten you know, a, a payment on the 15th of the month, or maybe you didn't because the IRS can't seem to get out of its own way. Um, you've gotten a small payment from the government as your child tax credit. You probably never bothered to ask yourself what it was. Government's giving me money. Yay, it's like stimulus. Well, kind of. Um, well, never mind. You'll figure it out when you do your taxes. Believe me, you'll, you'll see that. There are those people who have declared that the, the fact that the government is now going to stop making those payments because they couldn't pass the big Build Back Better deal, um, they're now going to stop making those payments. And believe me, today is the fourth of the month. On the 15th and 16th of the month, you're going to hear howling that'll make Georgia seem quiet uh, compared, to, compared to that. Social emergencies. How easy it is to declare things like January 6th, a social emergency. We, we have got problems in this country. We've got, to, we've got to declare an emergency so we can use emergency powers to make sure that people don't do what they did on January 6th again. Hell, I've seen, I've seen posts. I, I don't use them, but apparently there are posts on dating websites now where women are being told to ask the, the potential datee where they were on January 6th and, and, and use that as the, <laughs> of course, the big one that actually is being declared in some places a state of emergency is climate change. And they're going to use this, this state of emergency to declare these states of emergencies that will go on forever because we've got to deal with climate change. And that means forcing people to behave, to change their behavior in ways that we've hitherto unimagined. Well, we got everybody to wear masks. We got 70% of the people to get shots. We got another... 40% to get boosters. We got people to stay home, not go to work, and rely on government largesse for a virus with a less than 1% fatality rate. Global climate's going to kill everybody, right? I mean, five billion years from now, if we don't do something, something's going to go wrong. The really funny thing about all this is, is it's really easy for conservatives like me to sit here and go, there, this, this emergency playbook is going to be used again and again and again. When COVID finally does fade away as a state of emergency, there'll be something else. There'll be, uh, what's the line from, from Demolition Man? After AIDS, there was SARS. After SARS, there was this. After this, there was that. And eventually, society just got to the point where they just acquiesced to the idea of government control because otherwise we were all going to die. We can't have that. The funny thing about conservatives like myself sitting here talking about that particular use of the emergency playbook is that the branch Covidians and the climate alarmists believe that you're playing the, that you're playing the playbook, that they believe that we're the ones acting irrationally because we keep saying it's not that big of a deal 
uh, it's too expensive, it's too this, it's too that. They believe that what we're doing is playing the system to try to to try to murder millions of people, I guess. I don't know. It's not real clear to me. But as we begin this, the third year, the third season of COVID, here's what I know. And I want to leave you with this on my first show of 2022, because I imagine it's going to be a recurring theme. Here's what we know. No matter what happens, the sheeple of this country will bleat their acquiescence and follow along with whatever the the Dr. Fauci's of the world will tell them. And they will bleat down those of you who disagree with them. The state of emergency, we know, works for control. How do we know it works for control? Look around you. 674 days of a state of emergency here in Washington for a disease with a kill ratio that's almost embarrassingly small. Yeah, I know. I've got I've lost friends to COVID. I get it. I've lost friends to heart attacks this year. I've lost friends to cancer this year. Far more than I've lost to COVID. Far more than I ever will lose to COVID. If I die of COVID this year, it's not going to change my opinion. It means that I had risk factors that I didn't take into account or that I did take into account. I just wasn't able to overcome it. Many of you tell me all the time, oh, God has set your day, so when you die, you die. What difference does it make how? Right? For the record, I don't believe that, but at any rate, the state of emergency works for control. And lastly, and most importantly, the state of emergency, the ongoing state of emergency, which is not intended to be ended, is here to day. Enjoy 2022.